Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar. And we have joining us today, Vanessa Liu. She is a business builder at SAP.io. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So why don't you go ahead and start us off with an overview of what SAP does? Yes, absolutely. So SAP, we are one of the world's largest global technology companies. And within SAP, I'm at SAP.io, which is our early stage corporate venture arm. So there are two parts to what we do. We have a fund, a $35 million fund, where we make direct investments into companies, and a foundry program where we work with cohorts of up to 10 companies at a time for four months, where we bring SAP's data, technologies, and customers to bear in a very founder-friendly, no-equity program. So this is essentially combined together our corporate venture arm for seed and survey companies. Wow. And what are some of the unique things that you, that you offer over your competitors? So at SAP, we really believe in doing business with purpose. And one of the things that we found that was very important for founders was obviously doing this in a very founder-friendly way, but also doing this with a social impact. So in New York, where we've just launched our foundry program, in which I oversee, we've decided to basically pick 10 companies that happen to be all led by women. And so we were looking for women-led B2B enterprise tech company. And for a lot of corporate venture accelerators and just accelerators in general, that type of focus is unheard of. And the reason why we're doing it is because we know that with SAP's ecosystem, we can really just accelerate a business on behalf of a startup and also at the same time do a lot within SAP to bring their technologies to bear. And we know that the numbers out there when it comes to women-led tech companies is very poor, like only 17% of tech startups have at least one female founder. And getting funding is is extremely difficult for these founders. And so for us, we felt like, look, that means that area that's overlooked, and that means that this is great business for us to be able to offer a program that is basically working primarily and exclusively with these really talented entrepreneurs who happen to be women. And that's and that's the thing, right? If people are always saying, "Oh, we're helping women," well, you know, they're still just take out take out the gender. They're just entrepreneurs. Right. They're just entrepreneurs. They're just entrepreneurs. And and the the issue is that a lot of the times they have different networks and different access points, and that's why they're not getting in front of many of the opportunities that other entrepreneurs have. And that's why we like by here by doing what we're doing we're creating a more equitable situation for these companies to thrive. And, you know, what, what is your personal take on, on, I mean, we've come so far with, with like women's rights and everything. We've been held back for a while and now it's booming, but still within tech, it's, a, it's still a slow to, slow to start. Why do you personally think that that's the case and how is it changing in your eyes? I think that a lot of it has to do with the size of the company that, that, 
are innovative. So obviously, when it comes to any new area, typically the companies that are starting off, they're just much smaller. So if you look at the last 20 years, where has the growth been? It's been in technology. If you look at 40 years ago, uh, basically what was going on on Wall Street and financial institutions, a lot of them were starting small and growing very rapidly then. When you have these small ecosystems that are going through significant change, uh, a lot of the times, like a lot of the intrinsic biases and also the access to networks that happen that give some people a lot of opportunities but others don't, become much more pronounced when you have this rapid growth but with a lot of small companies in there. And I think like now when it comes to technology, we're just seeing that and I bet you will see something very similar in 20, 30 years in other areas. We're already seeing that in other new areas of the blockchain where a lot of this disparity is also tending to happen early on, but over time, basically the forces at work come to level out the playing field, but it doesn't come by not doing anything to be a concerted effort to ensure that there's parity. Absolutely. And leading by example, you know, having these companies be founded and thrive, depend, no matter what the gender of the person is, and setting those examples for people is going to create a new reality that hopefully will become the norm. That's right. That's right. And that's, that's one of the things that attracted me to SAP. It's, it's a behemoth of a company. We last year did about 23.5 billion euros in revenue. We have over 375,000 customers that we work with. But here, because we've decided to do business with purpose by doing a program like this, we know that we can, we have foundries not only in New York, but also in San Francisco, Berlin, Tel Aviv, and Paris. And by working with two cohorts of a year, 10 companies each, that's 100 companies that we can affect and we can decide what themes we can have for each one. And we know that having a social team is something so integral to what we do at SAP. So we know that that can make a significant impact if you just think about the 100 companies that we'll work with on an annual basis just through our foundry program and not including our fund side we know that that can have a big impact. Tell us a little bit. I know you guys, you help, you're investing in these companies and you are also helping them then build and create relationships. Um, you offer a venture studio. Would you like to speak a little bit about that? Yes. So we have, um, so the, the, it's more the fund and the foundry model. The venture studio is an internal facing uh, part of our organization where we are baking businesses with SAP employees, the fund and the foundries are external facing part of what we do. So the foundry part in particular is where we, for four months, are essentially creating a grad school of accelerators. We create an incredibly curated program for the companies in our cohort, really understanding what is it that they need to get to the next level. These companies all have significant customer traction. They're typically very close to Series A, meaning they have good revenue that they're driving already. There's already product market fit, but their organizations are now starting to scale. So being able to understand what are the secrets of success and best practices when it comes to B2B marketing or driving a B2B sales organization or a customer success organization or nailing down your pricing or how do you scale organizationally so that you are ready to serve enterprise customers again and again and again. Those are the areas 
that we bring to bear. So we actually create a whole programming calendar that's based on the intake that we do with the companies that we choose. And then over the course of the four-month period, we bring in experts from within SAP, but also externally, so that they can actually get the best of the thinking out there when it comes to all of these aspects, because we know that that could really make a difference for these companies. You're providing, you know, like a, a workplace where you can master these projects and really build a community. Right. And so we offer a workplace. And so here in New York, we happen to have an incredible place in Hudson Yards on the 48th floor overlooking all of Manhattan because we have 360 degree views. So it's a, it's not a bad place to work for the <laughs> startups. But uh, in addition to having incredible space, most importantly, what's great about the office that we provide is that that happens to be a hub where we take a lot of SAP customers through. And so we have people coming through. So for instance, the innovation teams of large financial institutions. Just yesterday, we had Macy's in at SAP visiting us. And when they come through to our Hudson Yards office, inevitably, one of the stops that they want to make is our floor so that they can see the startups that we're working with. And they can really see the innovation that is at hand and how we're trying to work together between these startups and also within SAP. Um, speak a little bit about your portfolio. You have You have... Rum and you have Atlas, P Parent are the ones I see here listed on your website. You want to go into detail about a couple of those? Yes, yeah, so those are our funded companies, and mm-hmm. uh, those companies have come through not through the foundry but through the investment fund we've made. I could give you an overview of the companies that we have in the cohort right now, and so they include a company called Amber Data, which is a blockchain monitoring analytics. And so the way to think about it is. Essentially, obviously, there's so much activity happening on the blockchain, but how do you know what smart contracts are actually being done on the blockchain, and how can you follow that in terms of how the ownership is changing or what are the trends? You actually need a monitoring and analytics, and so that is what Amber Data is providing. It's almost analogous to the early days of the Internet when basically a lot of companies and people were putting up websites, but there was no way of searching. So that's why companies such as obviously the Internet Explorer and obviously Google have come into play as being such an integral fabric of what's going on because you need the ability to search. And so this is what that company is doing, essentially creating a search engine so that you can go through what is being done on public blockchains and also private. Very cool. Yeah, we have uh, nine other... No, no, go for it. Go for it. I was going to say that um, the other companies have are also very interesting things in other areas. We have one company called Dmetrics, and it's founded by two MITDs. And essentially, they've created a way to distill unstructured text into business intelligence. And whenever you think about AI and you think about unstructured text, you're like, that, that's great. But what's different about what, with what Dmetrics is doing is that they allow domain users to train their algorithms. So right now, for instance, they're working with one of the largest stock exchanges to help them identify what's market-moving information that companies that are listed on the exchange are submitting. And in the past, this is something that people at the stock exchange have had to peruse through in terms of files. Now, what Dmetrics has done is they've given their platform to the domain users at the New York Stock Exchange who are not developers, but were able to just answer a series of questions over a couple of days 
and train their algorithm to do exactly what they needed to do. So they've been rolling this platform out to basically lots of companies that have huge volumes of unstructured text. And so they're working with six of the top 10 pharmaceutical companies to help them understand brand perceptions of some of their products. So it's really powerful technologies that that company is doing. We have a few other AI and computer vision companies. There's, we also have a cybersecurity company. We have a company that's now diving deep into content commerce and helping publishers monetize uh, all of this, all of this content that they have around what are the top, uh, the top recommendations when it comes to products for consumers to buy. So they've created a way for companies and retailers to bid on those links and creating a new revenue stream for publishers. So we're pretty excited by what these companies are doing and the impact that they're having within their industry. That's fantastic. So tell me a little bit about your background and how you got involved with SAP. SAP. So uh, my background is I've always loved it and how it ties to social and I love new ventures and building and motivating things around new ventures, shooting for the moon while solving big pieces and industry. So before I joined, which was just a few months ago, I was running a digital media venture firm called Trigger Media for the past six and a half years where Together with a business partner, we raised a fund to found our own ideas when into businesses. And so we launched two businesses from that. One was a, a publication called Inside Hook, a daily lifestyle publication for affluent men. And our second company is changing how group experiences are organized digitally. And now we work with over 250 different professional sports and collegiate sports teams to drive basically a lot of their group ticketing through our platform. And so at Trigger, I, in addition to coming up with the funds to back these businesses and writing the business plans, I was also the CEO of either business at various points. So I was able to have the investor hat on and also the entrepreneur hat on and got a lot of incredible experience and a lot of what hairs in the process and absolutely loved it. Like I felt that that was where I caught the startup bug for forever. And it's also where I also realized firsthand the inequities that are present for women and for diverse entrepreneurs. Like that was the one thing that I found by being the position that I was in. I had so many entrepreneurs come to me who were from different backgrounds saying that they were having trouble getting access to funding. And that was when I saw that what I wanted to do next had to combine my love of startups with my desire to use that to make social. And so that's why I'm so thrilled to be doing what I'm doing at SAP.io with the Foundry program that we have, which is all about backing women-led B2B tech companies. It's, it's the best of all worlds to be able to drive that. Absolutely. And, and seeing it firsthand is always the best teacher. And I can tell that, that your passion for this business comes from a very, a very real place uh, within, within yourself. And, and when people work on things they're passionate about, the product comes out in such a beautiful way. Yeah, it does. It doesn't feel like work when you're able to <laughs> combine your passion area and combine that with your day-to-day. Like, I feel so lucky to be able to do that. And I always think about what I would have thought I would be doing 20 years or 20-something years ago when I was graduating out of college. And I always thought that it had to do with something with innovation. And never would I would have thought that it materialized like this because back then I was actually working a lot of different neuroscience labs and looking at innovation in a very different way. I love startups for that for that reason because it causes 
it really really stimulates creativity because you have these problems that you want to solve and then you have people who are not giving you money or they are and you have to really be at this pinnacle of creativity when you're having a startup and that is such a great field to be in stressful but great yeah stressful but great and it's it's so it's always so exciting to think about this and to think about the impact that you can have and to be on a path to build something to solve that type of problem and i think that's what's so exciting about working with startups where basically you have so much to do ahead of you and when you see that you can grow quickly that you can reach those milestones quickly that you can drive that vision and motivate incredible individuals around you to jointly achieve that vision that's the definition of incredible teamwork and for me just a dream to be able to do that day in and day out with really talented entrepreneurs so Vanessa, what is the best way for, for people to, to get started with SAP and to find out more information? Yes, yeah, so please come and, and learn about what we're doing, obviously, through www.sap.io and also through our Twitter handle at SAP underscore IO. And so you can see the different programs that we are doing. So as I mentioned before, we have our fund, which we're, we're always looking for direct investments. We write checks of a quarter million to a million dollars. We don't lead rounds, but we co-invest, and we're always looking for incredible entrepreneurs. And on the foundry side, we have two cohorts a year. So in New York, our current cohort will be graduating in August, and then in November, we will be looking for a new cohort. And come this July, we'll be announcing the theme for that. And so it would be great for folks to keep an eye on what we announce. We will have a social impact theme for this next cohort. And in San Francisco, we'll also be launching a new cohort this fall. Very exciting stuff. Thank you. So, Vanessa, thank you again so much for joining us here today and giving us this little inside look and a very positive feeling towards our own creativity inspirations for, for startups all around the world. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. That's Vanessa Liu. She is a business builder at sap.io. Go ahead and check out their website. Really fantastic stuff. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliette Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.